Hey guys, how's it going? It's Chris and it's another episode of Creatively Speaking. And thank you guys for listening as always. I always love to see that you guys are enjoying this podcast. Hopefully this podcast is entertaining you as well as educating you when we talk a little bit about creative business. But this is not that episode. What I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give you my two cents on uh, a movie review of one of my favorite movies of all time. And that is Halloween, the 2018 version. Now, I'm not going to do a spoiler review. I'm just going to do a flat-out review because I want you to enjoy this movie. Uh, the scenario is I was fortunate enough to see an advanced screening of this film, and uh, I wanted to talk about it today on the day of its release, which is October 19th. So definitely go out there and see this movie, especially if you're a Halloween fan. Now, I happen to be a massive Halloween fan. Uh, not big of a horror fan, per se, but a very big fan of the Halloween movie. Uh, it came out when I was a little kid in 78 um, and have watched that movie countless times and definitely enjoyed John Carpenter and Deborah Hill's masterpiece. What made that movie completely frightening is that the movie was on a very low budget film and they took that low budget and created one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen and a very iconic figure, aka The Shape. I mean, excuse me, The Shape, aka Michael Myers. Is a very subtle, iconic character that led to a slew of additional um, horrible sequels that John Carpenter had no part in because he didn't believe that there should have been a sequel to that masterpiece. If you've never seen the 78 masterpiece, do yourself a treat um, and watch that film. And the great thing about it, it's so scary that usually in that film, you don't, I might be mistaken, you don't see an ounce of blood. It is all John Carpenter is playing uh, games with your mind, and it makes it even more terrifying. It makes Michael Myers even more scary. So do yourself a treat and watch that. As a matter of fact, before you even go see the 2018 version, you need to go see the 78 version. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. If you have seen it, go do a refresher course and then, you know, uh, buy your ticket and go jump into this 2018. It's a great double feature, quote unquote. So this completely retcons all the sequels. This is a com- this particular 2018 version of David Gordon Green's uh, directed Halloween version is a direct sequel to the 78 version. It takes place 40 years after the events of Haddonfield, um, and it is very relative. I was totally impressed in regards to that because this is not taking anything away for obvious reasons the characters are older michael myers is older the man should be probably about in his 60s now and he's still that scary and he's still that brooding the movie itself does it justice there are a bunch of well-placed easter eggs in this film it is a quick movie in my eyes i felt like the moment i sat down before I knew it, the game, the movie was over. Um, it was well done. It made it very frightening. The steady cam shots that were kind of a little bit of a nod back to the '78 version is in there. There's a lot of cool things that were very, very, very subtle, but well, well done. Like you would think, it was kind of like on a low budget. And if you guys know anything about Blumhouse Productions, a lot of it is done on a lower budget type of. Um, way of looking at it i don't care if it's get out split you know all those great films that uh blumhouse productions makes and even though halloween is a pretty huge ip the production cost again was pretty low on this particular project as well so the key factor of it is laurie strode from what you've seen in the trailers is really a very badass 
type of character, which is fantastic. Kind of reminds you a little bit of Linda Hamilton from uh, Terminator 2. But it is well done and it really kind of has the realistic view that if you went through what she went through in 78, that 40 years later this woman is definitely living through a traumatic uh, mental situation that has kind of gone on to her daughter and her granddaughter, uh, which there is some conflict in that relationship because of Laurie Strode's paranoia and literally waiting for the inevitable of Michael's return. The one thing you'll notice that in the trailer that you'll see that Michael is in some sort of insane asylum and you're probably going to say the first thing in your mind is that, wait a second, I saw the 78 version. Michael escapes. How the hell did he get caught? They will explain that. They'll explain a lot of this stuff, which is fantastic. Um, so there are, it's, it's a really uh, it's very streamlined from the 78 to 88. So there's a lot of uh, things that are tied up really, really tight. Um, the only thing I can tell you is this. It's definitely a movie that you want to see on a second viewing. The other thing I will tell you is personally, I think the movie was frightening. I think the the mask was fantastic. I know it sounds silly about the mask because it's probably the most authentic to the 78 because anything else that followed that 78 version, those sequels, as far as the masks, were horrendous. They were horrible. They might as well just have had the guy wear a paper bag over his head. He was probably be more frightening uh, than the masks that they use. But this mask is very frightening. The individual that is playing Michael Myers is really a carbon copy of the Nick Castle version. Even though Nick Castle, the guy that originally played Michael Myers, is in a couple of scenes in this particular movie. Uh, The mannerism, the movement, uh, just the subtleness of Michael Myers, uh, he really uh, translates that well onto the screen. The one thing I personally was thrown off on were the teens in this movie. Now, why? It is your typical slasher film. You got teenagers and all that, and they're talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And I think that's fine. It's part of the fabric of a slasher movie. The scenario with that, though, I think it's uh, used too much in this particular film because you have a strong story with Michael and certain other individuals, and you have a very strong presence with Laurie Strode her, you know, her traumatic uh, mental state. Uh, she's very unhinged. Her family dynamic, and you know, eventually, you know, um, her uh, readiness, her prepare uh, way of waiting for the inevitable of uh, Michael and Laurie eventually clashing. So, the teens take you out. Um, that's the only thing because if you took that out, even if you didn't, I'm not saying take it completely out, but just kind of reduce it by a good 70% that in that case, it makes the two other dynamics as far as this big prize fight at the end, a much bigger clash. I think it lacks a little bit of atmosphere. That's what the movie I think lacks. And when you watch that 78 version, the one thing that you will definitely feel is that atmosphere. Um, so I can't say that much about it. The only thing I would probably say, this does require a second viewing, uh, even a third viewing uh, if you're a real big fan of it because you really have to see it once and there obviously because being that you've seen it and you've experienced it, then you can watch it a second time and definitely enjoy it. 
Uh, is it recommended? Absolutely. Is it a very good sequel? Absolutely. Um, again, by retconning all the other sequels, even though there's a couple that uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis was in, got to take that out of the out of the way. Uh, it's a great direct sequel. The unfortunate part is, I know even though it's a horror movie, Jimmy Lee Curtis's performance was phenomenal. Uh, it, it's and the thing is, is that I know horror movies are not ever really reflected unless you know, as far as award. Uh, award uh, shows or what have you even though silence of the lambs did win the oscar i'm not saying that the woman uh, halloween's gonna win an oscar but at least the portrayal of her acting was really good um so guys definitely go see halloween 2018 it's definitely a fantastic film it is the most proper time to go see this but definitely 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 if you've seen the 78 version Go visit it again, then buy your ticket like I mentioned before, and go enjoy this version. If you haven't seen the 78 version, don't buy a ticket yet. Go enjoy yourself. Watch that 78 version. Turn the lights down in your living room. Put the volume up a little bit high. Grab your popcorn and definitely enjoy that masterpiece that John Carpenter made 40 years ago. Again, guys, this is Chris. Thank you so much for listening to Creatively Speaking. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you soon.